Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror Jason films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me today is an untainted chicken nuggy with a side of tots, Mars. Oh my god, I think that's the sweetest one you've ever given me. Uh, <laughs> do you enjoy a chicken nuggy with tots? I do. Even after this movie, I do. I mean, I do feel, yeah, yeah, like church and sate. Keep right. the taint and the nuggies away. I mean, keep the taint away in general, but in every definition of... The, okay, moving on. Okay. Yeah, so also joining us today, <laughs> because folks, we have a very, very, very special guest this time. I'm so excited to introduce you all to our long, long time friend of the show and patron, Eddie. Well, hello, Rachel and Mars and everybody out there. Yes, you guys are in for such a treat. It's about to get super Boston up in here. And I don't know about you guys, but I love an accent. So this is going to be really fun. <laughs> How are you, Eddie? How are you surviving this crazy year? By staying home, okay. wearing my mask. Attaboy. And, uh, you know, just trying to trying to get to that vaccination. That's all I'm doing. Oh I'm I'm good. April fifth, I I can make an appointment, and I'm so gonna do that. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm trying to get more as an appointment, but she's been too busy. Well, and there's still only the OHA approved list, and I'm not. I don't qualify yet until May or something. Well, hopefully we'll all be vaccinated very soon because I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so ready to stop being a mole person. When I see the sun again, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've turned into Nosferatu at this point. <laughs> I, I just watch my, my vacation time pile up and I think to myself, oh my God, I'm going to have to take like November and December off to use it up before the end of the year. Oh, oh my God. That is my new sexual preference. Two months vacation. <laughs> All right. So, Eddie, I want to I want to get to know you a little bit better. I mean, you've been around forever and I feel like have been a part of the show for we talked about a little bit before the show for basically a decade. But I don't know as much as I would like to know about you. So I have some warm up questions for you. Mostly normal and then one weird. Sound good? Okay, Okay, cool. All right. Well, first of all, you are someone who loves movies and you have reviewed them in the past. I have. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about the reviewer, Eddie? All right. Well, so I started a blog, Sourceport Movies, 11, 12 years ago, mostly because my memory's starting to fade. And I watch movies over again and then realize halfway through that, oh, I've already watched this movie. I know this movie. <laughs> Thinking that it's, and, and I've done that buying movies too, where, where I, I go to put it in, I keep my, my movies and all in these books. And I mm -hmm. go to put my movie in the book, and there's already, like, two copies in there. Like, <laughs> oh, no, oh. no. So, so I started writing about the movie so that they would stick in my brain a little better. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that seemed to work. So I kept it up. I mean, I'm a sort of crappy writer, but whatever. You know, it, it, it was for me, and I didn't think anyone would ever see it. So, you know, even though it's public. But I've been doing it for a long time, and, you know, I, I love my horror. So I'll be watching it. That's awesome. So it was called Sourceport. Are you yeah. a Sourceport? I'm not a Sourceport when I play sports. Okay. I can be a Sourceport if somebody's arrogant around me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and, and mind you, sourceport. I am a large man. I am a six one and a half, two hundred and sixty pound man. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> So you don't want to be a you don't want me being the source board. Oh really? What is okay? Tell me what source board Eddie is like, because now uh, I'm intrigued. 
I am likely to be in your face very quickly. You know, being a very progressive man, I don't really believe in violence, but right. I will I will throw down with the motherfucker if they start. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we are glad that Eddie is on our side. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so as a movie aficionado, you need to tell us what is a great horror movie you've seen recently that we need to check out and what is one that you've seen that you're like, Mm-mm, avoid, avoid. Oh, now, if I only had my letter boxed up because you're asking me to use my memory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I didn't realize it was your Achilles heel, to be fair. I guess I should have. That is too me. funny. Um, I, but I can do I can do that. I can figure it out in one half of a second. See, I happen to know that you guys have seen some of the better ones already. Like okay. you, already, you already saw His House. Yes. And and you already saw Lucky, which I just watched yes. you know, last week. Mm-hmm. You know, my lower rank movies all have to do with um they're, they're really just bad. Like I watched this Debbie Rashawn one. Uh-huh. Just the other night. What the what the hell was the name of it? I can't even remember. It was I was I was just dreading getting through it as I was watching it. <laughs> Are you a completist? Do you have to once you start a movie, do you have to finish it? Oh, let me tell you what a completist I am. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing Pokemon Go. Oh my god, still? And I have given them so much money. Oh no, Eddie. <laughs> because I just can't I can't not do it all. <laughs> What's your best Pokémon? Well, the the Mewtwo is really the best Pokémon. Okay. It, right. It's for, you know, there's things that can't fight so well, but it in general it's a powerhouse. So, you know, you get a couple of those and they're they, that's a legendary, so you have to go do raids and interact with people to get those things. <laughs> Things I did not think we'd be talking about today, and I'm so delighted that we are. <laughs> With an almost 60-year-old man. Yes, I play Pokemon Go. <laughs> well, hey, Pokemon listen, Go. Go there's like how many Pokemon now? Oh, there's a thousand, thousands of them. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. Every every time like they think people like are almost done with the game, they're like, "Oh, we found all these other Pokemon in this other region. <laughs> you can get <laughs> all them now." Get <laughs> every time you try to get out. <laughs> I wonder if they're they just trying to get in. people to, like, call their bluff, where they're like, oh, we came up with 200 more, and people are like, I'll buy, it, buy that, and then they're like, oh, shit. Oh, but they're, they're, cruel, they're cruel people, though, because, <laughs> so I got up to all the way up to level 40, which is as high as you can go, right? And and now I'm starting to work on the badges, like, going to knock the badges off now, right? And there's, like, 45 <laughs> badges. Amazing. And they came out with 10 new levels, and oh. and to get to through those levels, they give you, like, you grind, for oh, no. like weeks just to get through one level uh, mind you i'm already through five of them so <laughs> <laughs> i'm very impressed by your dedication level i'm not gonna lie <laughs> you just have to have disposable income it's the only way to do it okay <laughs> <laughs> i remember when pokemon go launched and it was just insane and all of a sudden it looked like I don't know, zombie apocalypse in my neighborhood. All of a sudden, neighbors I didn't even know existed were out just walking, was staring at their phones, and just in packs, in packs of people. I was like, what is even happening? But then it's it's mostly died off. But I guess, Eddie, you're keeping it alive. No, it hasn't, though, right? So what we've done is moved into little groups. We all have our own little discords, and we oh. get together regularly. Oh, well, that's fun, yeah. though. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it works, you know? It, it's I find it fun. You know, I was walking anyways. Like, that's my main form of exercise. Uh -huh. So, you know, just having the phone out instead of having it in my pocket. No big mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Well, I do love a Discord situation. Okay. So, next question. Favorite subgenre of horror? 
And what scares you? I would say that nothing scares me. I'm I'm quite the opposite. That that when something scares me, even a jump scare, I'm thrilled. Like I'll laugh yes, in the movie theater. One hundred percent. And my favorite subgenre, I think I'd go back to my childhood and say it's monster movies. I love monster movies. I grew up watching Creature, Creature Double Feature, which uh-huh. was a local program here in the Boston area. And every Saturday, they, they would show two monster movies right in a row. And that's how I got introduced to horror. I was like, you know, eight years old watching Creature Double Feature. Nice. So is there like a recent one that you really loved? Well, you know, it falls into Creature, but eh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, me too. You know what, though? Yeah. And I, I keep falling in for it because everyone I get super high for and then I'm like, mm, well, because, mm, but then I get you know, hype again. Yeah. You know, there's this issue with those movies where they build it all around the humans and mm-hmm. the humans mm-hmm. are useless in those movies. They can't do anything. Right. I just right? want so, them there for scale. Right. Which is what the original Godzilla was. It was people running through a city, right? Right. Uh, you know, so now it's like, you know, like they build this whole drama, but it's not really a drama because not, they're not going to hurt either monster. It's not going to happen. It's you don't the real, think so? The thrill is going to be them fighting each other. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a third monster and then they're going to team up. That way we can have Godzilla and, and Kong be friends. Exactly. That's, well, I don't, that's I don't my know if that'll theory. happen. That's my conspiracy think... theory. Yeah. Listen, I am known for wearing mm. a tinfoil hat. So <laughs> don't take anything I say as, as serious. But that's my conspiracy theory. Because you're right. I can't see them diminishing either product, you know? Right. Yeah. Although I do all love all the memes of Kong on the barge. It's like, everybody wants you to kill the monster, but nobody asks what Kong wants. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, right. it'll, end like, um, it'll end like one of the um, Planet of the Apes movie, where right at the end of the movie... Kong looks and says, stop. And everybody freaks out because Kong talked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So do you have a theory of who's going to take it home? Is it going to be Godzilla or is it going to be Kong? Oh, it's got to be a draw. It's, the only way it can happen, it's got to be a draw. Cause, feel, yeah. yeah. Another movie. You don't think it's going to be like Batman versus Superman where they find out their moms have the same name? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you going to watch the Snyder Cut this weekend? I, I don't think I will. No. No? Okay. No. I've watched enough Justice League to be like, oh. Yeah. It's already gotten a lot of your life to give it four more hours. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not. So far, only Wonder Woman has made me happy. So. I mean, facts. Those are facts, America. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> Woman is the superior of all of them. Okay, favorite cryptid. You know we love a cryptid on this podcast. Do you have a favorite one? And and do you think it's real? Or any of them real? Okay, so, so yeah, I don't think any cryptids are real. Okay. For sure. And that's just because I'm, I'm dead inside. Aww. But, uh... But I think growing up, you know, I and I grew up in the '70s, so mm-hmm. for me, Loch Ness monster was sort of a big deal. Yeah, yeah like yeah, everybody yeah. thought Loch Ness monster was so real, and yeah. boy, I really like. I hope cryptids are real. Like right. I hope ghosts are real, and I hope I hope all the supernatural stuff is real. I just 
I haven't seen anything that seems real to me. No. You've never had like a ghost experience or an unexplained experience? I've scared myself. But, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like that, that, that movie there, the one with uh, all the people on the video call that came out last year. They, they all oh. just got to look scared on video, right? They were yeah. scaring themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... So I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but in my former life, I used to run a magazine and one of the interviews I had was with the woman host of uh, Finding Bigfoot, I think it was. And I remember I thought she was a true believer. We were in a deep conversation. And then I asked her, so what is the protocol when you see, if you happen to see Bigfoot, what is the process that you guys have in place? And she had no answer. And I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> charlatan. <laughs> Everything is a lie. <laughs> that was a, that was kind of a bummer. All right. I think so- it's great for the communities that, that say they saw them mm-hmm. so that all the Bigfoot people run out there and spend money. I think it's good for right. those communities. Right. I went on a road trip where we went through Bigfoot country and we went to Willow Creek. That whole town, it is just the economy. They They might as well be using, you know, golden bigfoot coins as the economy you know because everything is just bigfoot murals bigfoot statues bigfoot museum bigfoot burger you know but i'm not mad at it yeah i would stop in if there was a bigfoot museum i would go in and say hi you know yeah gotta go see the plaster casts you know i already seek out like a giant attractions like you know it's the giant muffler man. Oh, look, there's the giant chicken. Amazing. You know, and everywhere I go, it's like, is there a giant thing around here I can go see? <laughs> okay, this is coming back to the whole kaiju monster movie, I think. I think We're coming be. full circle here. <laughs> okay, is Loch Ness your favorite cryptid? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. When I went to Scotland, I don't really believe in, in Loch Ness, but let me tell you, when I was on the loch... I was looking for heads. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be the one to see it. I'm going to be. No, I didn't see her though. Okay. So in that vein, we have our weird question for you. Okay. We're going to play a little game called Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> okay. Yes, so, I know this game. All right. Okay. You're familiar. All right. So I need you to select Mary Fuck Kill, Bigfoot, Mothman, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Mm, I don't really know the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Tell me about them. So they are these creatures that were caught on ring cams in Fresno, and they essentially are walking legs with no upper body, but their knees maybe work backwards. I don't know. I can find mm-hmm. you a GIF that I will put here the one. Because, yeah, you need to – I feel like this is very important if this is – particularly if it's this person is going to end up as your sexual partner that you know what they look mm-hmm. like. <laughs> so – I mean, because we're all about consent and healthy boundaries here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. The future is now. We have the technology. Okay, I'm looking at this. I don't know. What do you hold on to if you're fucking that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose I mean, you could do a, this is a legs valid up point thing. you bring up. <laughs> you could do a legs up thing, I suppose. I right, mean, right, right. But there's not much, there's not enough holding it in place there. Like the movement would be tough. Right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So Bigfoot was another one. Bigfoot. And that's very hairy. Hairy doesn't turn me on at all. Okay. Okay. Um, what were the three things? Kill. Fuck. Kill. It was Mothman. Mary. Fuck. Kill. Or Moth Lady. I mean. I oh don't yeah. Want, moth, I don't moth want man. to misgender yeah. anyone. So Moth Person, Bigfoot, or the Fresno Crawlers. Mary. Hmm. Fuck. Kill. Well, I th- I think that I would I would marry Bigfoot. Okay. Just because I think that there could be a caring relationship in there. Yeah. I mean, right? I feel like Bigfoot makes a good big spoon. Yeah. And warm at night. 
Um, warm at night? That's cool. Yeah. But are you a hot um, sleeper? No, but I move around the bed all night long, so. Okay, all right. Then I would kill these leg things, I think. <laughs> Fresno Nightcrawler's gotta yeah. go! And then, and then I'd, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to fuck the uh, moth lady or man. <laughs> I guess they could decide. <laughs> Positions could be strange. Do they I mean, flap their wings when they get turned on? That's the question. I mean, that's how you know. That's the sign of moth arousal. <laughs> Flapping. You just turn and on the porch that, light. Is it and that's that how like? She knows that... <laughs> is it that double wing thing? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport. Not everybody oh. would take the Mary Fuck Kill of Cryptids as seriously as you did, and I really appreciate that, Eddie. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're going to get into our review pretty soon here of Cooties, which was an Eddie selection. But before we do that, we'll take a quick break to hear from our buddies over at Here's Johnny. They're doing a season I think Eddie will appreciate. It's all about kaiju. All right. Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. What makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre, and just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge on the Here's Johnny podcast, a horror show that arrives every week, just like your favorite radio drama, but instantly through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their path. Wait, say that again? Uh, Sorry, folks. I'm message from our staff. Uh, folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this station and is heading this way. Please follow evacuation protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right, let's talk about cooties. But before we get into that, because I definitely want to pick Eddie's brain about the selection, Mars, can you let everybody know what our spoiler policy is here on this here podcast? Well, as per usual, we're going to spoil the whole thing. We're going to talk about everything, or as much as I can remember. And (laughs) I... I think I think this one you should definitely watch before you hear us talk about it. Yeah, it's not you think you know what you're getting with this movie, but you're not ready. It's such a fun experience, you know, don't ruin it yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> All right, Eddie, so now you got to pick the movie. Tell me a little bit about what made you decide to pick uh Cooties for us. Okay, so the main thing was I wanted something fun. Because yeah. I think this is your first time having a Patreon person on. And, and I didn't want it to be like, I wanted to set the tone right for people out there. So yeah. when all you people come here and you've joined the Patreon and you get your perk and you get to be on the show, the tone has been set. You have to, you have to do something fun, <laughs> the something light. been broken. Established. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you don't come in with like, you know... You know, martyrs. The, the, oh, we're not doing martyrs. No, we're not doing <laughs> martyrs. <laughs> My delicate eyes. So I, I just think that this movie is so well structured as far as like the comedy bits, the visual bits, uh, the music, and the, well, there's some problematic things in the characters, but in general, the characters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I think that it's a it's a worthy movie for for review. Now this was a first watch for you, Mars, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd never even heard about it before this, honestly. Oh, fun! That's so yeah. fun. Excellent. 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let me give you guys a little bit of background information about this movie. Whew, my beer's kicking in. All right, so this was directed by Jonathan Millett and Carrie Mernian, who are basically a duo that have done a few movies together. This was their first directorial collaboration, but they have since directed the films Bushwick, which have you seen that, Eddie? Nope. Ooh, it is grim. Grim, grim, grim. Is that the one with, uh, oh, what's his name? The Wrestler. The Wrestler, yeah. What is his name? Oh, yeah, name? that is a grim movie. <laughs> Man, that ending. I was just like, what the hell? What is yeah. that What is that wrestler's name? He was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Um, Batista. Batista, yeah. yes. Batista, Dave. yes. It has Batista in it, and he's great in it. But it's definitely one of those ones where you want to feel bad about life. Pop it in. Have a great time. Yep. They also directed a movie that came out in 2020 called Becky. Have you guys seen that? I've watched the the uh, trailer, uh -huh. and it's on cable now. Okay. So I'm going to see it soon. I think you'll have fun with it. It's a little weird because it has Kevin James playing a Nazi, and I'm not sure I'm convinced that, you know, Paul Blart is pulling up the Nazi. <laughs> but the kid in it is great. I feel like that is definitely something we will be covering at some point on Stream Queens when it hits the streaming uh, ecosystem. I've never seen it either, so. I think you're going to really like it. But we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So this movie was co-written by Lee Wanell and Ian Brennan, who also starred in the film. Lee Wanell plays the weirdo teacher named Doug, and Ian Brennan is Vice Principal Sims. If Wanell's name sounds familiar, and it should if you're a horror fan, it's because mm -hmm. he co-wrote Saw, Saw 2, mm -hmm. Saw 3, Saw 3, Dead Silence, Insidious, and he also mm -hmm. uh, wrote and directed Upgrade, which I love that movie. Have you seen that, Eddie? Many times. Okay, excellent. Are you excited about the TV show coming? Um, I didn't know about the TV show. Are you now excited about the TV show? I am very <laughs> excited about the TV show now. Have you seen it, Mars? No. All right, it's going on the list. All right. <laughs> he also wrote and directed our number one movie on the Zombie Girls from 2020, The Invisible Man. Oh. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Have you seen that yet, Mars? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, good. I was like girl we're gonna have to stop the podcast because <laughs> i need you to stop and watch that right now yeah i'm about to get fired from this show aren't I? <laughs> uh he's also set to remake the wolfman and escape from new york which is Ooh. that's gonna be tricky because that's sort of sacrilege yeah, yeah right i mean can anybody else be stake Pliskin? i don't know unless they bring in actually bring in kurt russell's son then i would be into it I don't know. Anyway, so what I'm saying is this movie has a lot of horror heavy hitters behind it. And it also explains why this movie is dark as fuck. <laughs> so that's that's our background information. Oh, it premiered in January at the 2014 Sundance Film Festival, where it was selected to be featured as the Midnight Movie. And it's now available on Prime. So you should put it in your eyeballs. All right. And, and at Sundance, it had a different ending. Oh, it did? This is information Yeah, and I'll tell you about know. that later. Oh. I'll tell you about it later. When, once we get through, you know, through the synopsis. Okay, I definitely want to hear about it. Because the ending is a little, I mean, it's not bad. It's just a little abrupt. So I would like to know what the original ending was. That's interesting. All right. Yeah. All right, Mars. Take it away. Tell us about Cooties. Well... I think probably the grossest part of this movie for me was the very opening I, sequence. I was like, does Eddie hate me? <laughs> <laughs> it's animal violence and tainted food. Does Eddie hate me? <laughs> That's the exact same thing my wife said when we were watching it together. <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. 
Yeah, so this movie opens on how chicken nuggets are made, which, yeah. um, you know, I didn't imagine it was a Wonderland, but this was <laughs> graphic. But uh, this one's a little bit special because one nugget in particular is carrying a uh, mutant virus. I mean, we don't know what it is yet. We just know it looks real, real icky. Real and it icky. makes it to uh, elementary school where kids are summer schooling and is eaten by a fourth grader named Shelly. I did like that we just jumped straight to, and now she's infected, and we didn't have to get through a lot of movie right. to get to that point, because, I mean, we knew where it was where this was going. Yeah. Let's hurry up and get to the kid murder. <laughs> I also have to say, I'm not turned off with chicken nuggets. Oh, I don't know what that means good. about me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what that says. Yeah, I don't eat them. Are you I a eat veggie? those morning. Well, I eat the Morning Star veggie ones. I'm not a vegetarian, but I eat those. I'm always dieting. I'm a big man, so you eat vegetarian more because you're a big man. I mean, I, here's the thing: is I I prefer a vegan hot dog to a regular hot dog, which to me feels like proof that hot dogs are bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? A vegan steak don't taste like a vegan steak, but a vegan hot dog is superior to a regular hot dog. I, I have had many vegan hot, uh, hot dogs. Um, best place in Rochester, New York has amazing vegan hot dogs, I gotta say. I went there, I was playing a disc golf tournament. Ooh, and... I love disc golf! Yeah, well, I'm pretty good. I'm not! <laughs> I do love the sound, the ching-ching sound it makes when you hit the, when I make it set into the little basket, it hits the chains, it falls into the basket. That's the true sound of success. <laughs> it really is, too, right? So much more satisfying than, like, real golf, where it's just like, clunk, clunk, Yeah! <laughs> agree, a hard agree. Not that I, I, mean, I guess, well, when we get into our embarrassing stories in the after, I guess I do have some knowledge of the, oh. hitting the mini links. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I used to, I haven't actually played in years, but I totally have a bag somewhere that has my drivers and putters in it. So one of the things my neighbor and I did was we created a course between our houses. Wow. Because we both have like acre and a half land. Oh, right? wow. So, so between the two, we made, we made a course and I taught him and his kids how to play. And we, now we play regularly. Oh, that's so cool. I feel yeah. like you live in the movies from the 80s that I grew up watching. I thought life was going to be the way you're describing it. <laughs> and it was I like, grew up in those movies. <laughs> yeah. You guys cracked the code, man. How do I get some of that? Do I just need to leave California or something? Well, you know, I, I didn't get it until late in my life. So, you know, it was all, it's all about like going back to school and learning computer sciences where you can make some real money. Oh! <laughs> Are you saying the free podcast business is not as lucrative as like <laughs> Well, you know, if you're successful in entertainment, it's super more, That's way true. more lucrative, right? But, yeah. you know, you have to hit and so few people hit. Yeah. I mean, if I were doing this for money or fame, <laughs> I would have given up a long time ago. It's mostly about hanging on to my friends when they move away. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, sorry. Go carry on, Mars. I oh, have fine. a little buzz and I'm in the interruption <laughs> zone. So No, it's way more fun when you're like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week for me too, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, at this point we meet our one of our main characters, Clint, who is an aspiring horror writer currently living in his mom's guest house, and he has taken a job to be a substitute teacher at this summer school where he is reunited with his former high school crush, Lucy, and then also learns that she's dating the PE teacher who's kind of a weirdo and can't say, what was it? Rear, 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 oh no, oh no, I can't say it either. Dual, was it dual? It is a dual, little hard to say. I think dual rear wheel. Oh, <laughs> wow! Now yeah. you're just showing off. 
anyway, so during Clint's first class, there's a boy who's named Patriot, who's just okay. a boy. Okay, that was one of my favorite jokes of the entire movie. <laughs> I was born on 9-11. My name is Patriot. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this child die. <laughs> so Patriot and his buddy are picking on Shelly, who is transformed into, I don't know, not technically zombie, but zombie-esque kind of monster child and he tries to pull shelly's pigtail and it just falls right off her damn head pops right off yeah which was i actually thought that was really cool agree agree yeah meanwhile clint is trying to get the kids to read his novel out loud which was just sad (laughs) about his evil schooner (laughs) i love that that he was teaching in uh fort chicken and he pulled up a little chicken chair to sit on (laughs) (laughs) yep so Patriot pulls off Shelly's pigtail and she attacks him and bites him in the face. And I, the way Clint handled it is just so funny because he's like, oh, come on, you're a Patriot. Don't be a baby. <laughs> I have to say, I have actually seen this movie before and I, I feel like I thought it was funnier this time. I think my expectations were different. So I was able to just laugh and there are, I feel like I missed a lot of these lines the first time through because that shit cracked me up. I don't think it happens yet, but when Wade calls clint a hobbit (laughs) (laughs) right 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 we're gonna attack Uh, him like orcs yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so clint takes patriot to the nurse's office and patriot's already kind of looks like he's changing a little and it's funny because the nurse is like oh he needs stitches i can't do anything for him here and clint's like I, I bet I'll be fine. You know, and this kid is gaping hole in his cheek. And he's like, ah, he'll be fine. And Shelly has run away at this point. And when Clint is discussing it later with Lucy, all he has to say about it is, yeah, that kid was a dick. But he got bit in the face, man. Like, <laughs> no, but they established that the kids were really horrible human yeah. beings. Like, first off, it's elementary school and it's summer school. Right. right. In elementary school has to go to summer school. I had that yeah. same thought. Self-selecting all the little assholes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So while Clint and Lucy are talking about, you know, whatever in the teacher's lounge, Patriot's buddy comes across Shelly, who's trying to dig her way out of the schoolyard. And that's when just the real spreading of the pandemic begins. Because she attacks the kid, the kid starts just spreading it around the schoolyard, while the crossing guard, whose name I, the actor's name I cannot think of. Oh, it's um, Jorge. Yeah. Uh, What's his last name? I forget. I just keep thinking, what was his, uh, he was was on on Lost. Jorge Garcia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should know this. He's in his Hurley. I I just had it two seconds ago, too. And then immediately, as soon as I tried to say it, gone. I say this, Eddie, Uh, because one of our best friends is also named Hurley. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he's in his van having just done shrooms and just, you know, the best setting possible in the daylight at a school. But, you know. Seriously. I mean, they, they got the laughing hysterically correct. But you gotta be pretty hardcore to be like a daytime shroomer around children. Right. <laughs> and you'd think if you're gonna do shrooms, you're gonna you wanna enjoy it. So why would you do it in daylight parked at an elementary school? But you know, right? not You wanna like you wanna control that environment. Like, right? Yeah. You don't do shrooms without controlling the environment. I Mad know. Madmen. Mad 
Dreams are all about being somewhere enclosed in a safe space with your friends where you can laugh at socks for 45 minutes because for some reason they're funny when you're on shrooms. Like, <laughs> that is the important the whole point of a shrooms experience. Yeah. It takes a bold person to <laughs> do shrooms in the daylight in their van at a school. Mm-hmm. So he's tripping and he starts seeing these kids just massacring each other and teachers and whatnot. And I love when he calls the vice principal. And it's just like, I'm on a medication <laughs> for a condition, so I might not be seeing what I think I'm seeing. And then he describes, and then as the teacher's running away, you just hear him still on the phone being like, it's medication for a condition. <laughs> yep. But what what comes next is just basically establishing that these kids are now little little monsters because all our, our main cast of teachers is in the teacher's lounge watching out the window while these kids eat other teachers and just being overall horrified. I did think it was really funny, though, when Patriot makes it into the teacher's lounge and tackles that woman into the cabinet. And so I can't remember who it was now. I think it was Jack McBride goes, who was that lady? Well, I love that they call that out. Like, they needed yeah. a body, right? So, right? so they just make up a character, put her there, and she gets thrown in, and they call it right out. They're yeah. like, who was I that? I do love these little self-aware touches with the Hobbit and with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Eddie, do you have any thoughts at this point? You want to chime in on anything we've discussed so far? Well, you've completely like jumped over the relationship between between Wade and um, what's her name? Oh, right, Lucy. oh Lucy, because because they, they, you know there was stuff going on with them, and you know, and then and then there's you know she, she's talking to she's talking to Clint every now and again, and Clint's like, he seems like a bit of a dick, and she goes, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love Allison Pill too. I forgot that she was in this, so I was very delighted oh. when I saw her because I, just... I was so re thrilled because I I love her part of um, Snowpiercer. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, as know? a teacher, yes, yes. You know, so like just don't you can leave out a lot of that movie, you know, because it sort of goes on and on. Uh-huh. But that particular car was awesome. That was a really good one. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good one. That She's is what great. kept popping into my head while watching this was that scene in Snowpiercer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right, because she's a kindergarten teacher or whatever on that. Yeah. Yeah, and has that just cannot be shattered positive <laughs> attitude. <laughs> right. Yes. So there's one other thing, right? There was an homage to Day of the Dead when one of the teachers starts getting ripped apart by the kids. Yes, you're and so, right. So, and, and I was like, oh, Day of the Dead, right there. Yep, yep. It's Colonel What's-His-Face, right? Or... Right, exactly. <laughs> it's Colonel What's-His-Face. <laughs> I'm very good at this, Eddie. Like you said at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's a, that is a total classic kill. I do think you can you can feel the fact that there's people who love horror that made this movie, whether it's Lee Wanell or it's um, Elijah Wood himself, who's a huge horror nerd. You can definitely feel that in the DNA of this movie. Oh, oh, totally. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was so much fun. And then, and Doug looks out and he's like, oh, look, carnage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what in- it was. I love his introduction with the book of how to start a normal conversation. <laughs> And, he's and and the fact that that character it. was only there for exposition, mm-hmm. like that was the whole point of him. They mm-hmm. made him a funny, weird character, so it really worked mm-hmm. when he did the exposition. Yep, 
Yep, that's a really good point. I guess he did do every info dump in the movie, but at the same time, it's delivered in such a bizarre way that you're not caught up in the, oh, here we're getting our exposition moment, You're but you're totally correct. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel, quiet, Rachel. It's my turn. Rachel, it's my turn. It's my turn to speak, Rachel. Rachel, just quiet. I was talking that time. Or when they're standing at the window and Elijah Wood puts his arm around Allison Pill and then Doug puts his arm around the both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he really is killing this movie for sure yeah uh, and oh the last God. thing outside that i loved was i loved when wade clotheslined the kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was funny to see rain wilson to play this role because i feel like i'm so used to seeing him as sort of in these nebbish kind of characters but to see him as you know the former glory days local you know football hero turned gym teacher it was pretty fun it was pretty fun yeah. against casting kind of thing. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we now have our cast of teachers who are basically just running from children. And they <laughs> end up in the library where they find, and I cannot think of what the kid's name is. The Calvin. one, Calvin. The one good kid <laughs> right? who has been studying for some test and did not even know anything was going on. And I again, another good Doug moment where he's like, oh, I'm just studying for my English test. And Doug is like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> Read the room, Doug. Read the room. <laughs> so while the staff now, and then they have Calvin with them now, as they're just trying to find a safe place to barricade. And Allison Pill, Lucy has this plan of, we'll just wait till 3.30 when all the parents come back, you know? And every, there's a, starting to see a rivalry between Wade and Clint mostly because of Lucy and because of who wants to be the alpha male of the group. But Clint, who previously got scratched, starts to exhibit symptoms of the stomach flu. So Wade quarantines him, thinking he's going to become like all these kids. And he does He does have stomach flu symptoms, but he doesn't ever get to the same level as these kids. Mm-hmm. Something that we learned because Doug decides oh to examine God, Doug. the fluids. Oh my God, Doug. <laughs> Because I'm wearing gloves. No, you're not. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm really not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There's so much good, good Doug moments. So much good Doug. He he was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as Elijah Wood, Clint is recovering from these symptoms, they're just trying to come up with some sort of plan. So they go to the roof thinking that they're going to intercept all the parents at 3.30. And the first parent to arrive is the president of the PTA who's on her phone, doesn't notice her kid is a monster, lets him into the car, and then we get baby monster, which I was not expecting. Very seldom you get a monster, like, killing a baby in the back of a car. Right? Yeah. Yes. That was when I was like, oh, this is a different kind of movie. When you see the baby and you're like, they're not going to kill the baby, and then you hear the baby scream and die, you're like, they killed the baby. Oh, they went there, huh? <laughs> oh, All right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Which I appreciated because, you know, I, I this movie was a little cathartic. <laughs> I have to my be kid, My kid's grown up. It's I can watch children be harmed all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Is that how it works? Is, it, is there something that happens? I know that happens when you have kids where you just suddenly you can't stand seeing children hurt in movies. Do they age out of that bracket where they stop being? Oh, yeah. They, they Once they become adults, you're like. All right, did my job done. <laughs> Bring on the baby murder. <laughs> of course, I exposed her to so much baby murder when she was a child that uh, I don't know. Oh, did you did you watch a lot of horror movies with her when she was growing up? 
Were you that well, bad? Well, I let her decide when she wanted to do it. Uh-huh. You know, so we stuck to science fiction until she was about, you know, when she, you know, we started about when she was 10. Uh-huh. And then worked her in until the year Dog Soldiers came out. She was probably 12 oh, or 13. Okay. And I let her see Dog Soldiers. Oh, that's a good one. When her friends were sleeping over, the other oh. parents did not like that <laughs> idea. <laughs> but I was telling them that, you know, there's no monster transform here. It's just it's just it's a little scary, but it's mostly running around in the dark. It's fine. Um, Dad. <laughs> I was that parent. <laughs> I mean, nightmares are good. It teaches you something. I like my nightmares. As a horror fan, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this on the show. You get to a point where they stop scaring you and you're chasing that dragon. Where my nightmares still totally scare me. So I wake up and I'm like, ooh, I watched a scary movie last night and I was in it. Sorry, I just wasn't sure. to the synopsis. We're here somewhere. <laughs> so while on the roof, they discover another uninfected child, Tamara, yep. who's trying to just scramble her ass up onto that roof. But she's followed by all of the kids who have found out that they can just parkour up a tree onto the, this roof. So everybody runs inside, rebarricade themselves, and it turns out that Tamara has a scratch. I totally jumped over the part where the buddy, the ki- the friend Patriot's friend is has made it into the room oh, and His uh, name is Dink, by the way. Dink? Yeah, that's a good name Dink. for considering how things go. Ooh, Rachel. What? What? It's <laughs> a good joke. <laughs> What I say? What I say? You know, it's not many movies you see that will really just go go there with the child murder. And this wasn't even just generalized child murder because Wade caves in Dink's head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Repeatedly. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot of splatter. Yeah. Of, he is in the splash zone. And then we see the body afterwards. Which is, you know, that's a... Uh, Bold. Bold I, I like Lucy in that moment. She's like, kids, just come over here with me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, Doug wants to do an autopsy to figure out what's going on. But that bathroom scene is so good with Nassim Pedrad being just more grossed out by the urinals <laughs> while Jack right. Breyer faints. <laughs> this is a rape alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I was also kind of like, I want one of those a little bit. I love her reasoning being, though, that the state of Illinois doesn't support smart, concealed carry laws. That's right. I just want to fire an Uzi. Well, I actually have. (laughs) I feel like she should run for Congress. She uh, fit right on in. She'd fit in. (laughs) With her whole, am I supposed to tell you that man evolved from monkeys or was made by god i can't tell you either because of the state of illinois <laughs> oh my god that's my childhood right there that was this movie was traumatic on multiple levels first of all being in a pandemic and then also her as my teachers growing up in private schools <laughs> there was a lot of that a lot oh, of you that. went to pub you went to private school well until i expelled out of the system yes i did oh, okay wow. i was um a rebellious youth <laughs> we'll just leave it at that i was too but they didn't notice i went to public school oh yeah i mean i yeah, stopped getting expelled when point. i finally went to public school i have to say that was the last time <laughs> i actually did not go i went to a total of um 12 days the last half of my junior year first half of my senior year of high school boy. <laughs> and they never called my mother they did <laughs> never i feel like they... i just did it 
I just did it. And she, she said to me, she said, I don't think you're going to school, right? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes. And she's like, well, you know, you're not going to get a job if you don't get a if you don't graduate school. <laughs> did you graduate? Did you end up graduating or did you have to like go? Oh, yeah, I was I was really smart. I was bored. Oh, gotcha. I was bored. So, I you know, so the guidance counsel pulls me aside and he says, you know, Ed, you know, you're not going to graduate if you don't like do the honor row this last semester. So I did the honor row, graduated, I'm out of there. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely graduated, but I did not go to school a lot my senior year of high school. <laughs> I, that was the year I discovered beer bongs. And I was like, I could <laughs> go to civics or I could mm-hmm. drink a 12-pack of Keystone Ice in like two minutes. <laughs> what uh, would, am I would, going to do? <laughs> would, would get high. And on Wednesdays, the, the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston is free. Oh, my God. Right? This was so, not my life experience. So we'd get high and would walk around the museum during school time, you know? And and when I told one of my teachers that when they asked why I wasn't in class, they were like, well, that's fair. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Boston for you, right? <sighs> I mean, you just still take it in the culture or that's something. That's true. That is true. You got me there. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a fantastic time, honestly. Right? It sounds very enriching. (laughs) But it was, you know, it's the late 70s, early 80s, man. Nobody went to school. Really? Were those the times? Was I born in the wrong decade? Everybody was born in the wrong decade. The (laughs) the time to live was during the early 80s. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Good music. Really good music in the early 80s, right? Really good music. The best horror movies. Yeah. Like, just the best. Yeah. They were pretty great, huh? I mean, the gender politics were fucked, but the monsters were Gender cool. politics have always been fucked. <laughs> I just want true. to point that out. <laughs> that is true. I feel like they're somewhat better now, but... Only within our tribes. You look at the other tribe, they're more extreme than ever. What do you mean? Oh. What do you mean? Well, if, you, you know, progressives, we progress. Oh, I meant specifically in horror movies. You know. Yeah, gender politics and you know. in American culture. Oh, I thought you were talking well, about in America. I'm like, no, 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 sir. I mean, I, I, you know, I started paying attention to politics in the when I was like 12 years old when Nixon resigned. Uh-huh. And this country has gotten worse every decade. Yeah. I've been alive. I mean, this this country is falling apart, and we really better do something soon. That's you, true. You can cut all this, but I'm just saying. No, I mean, it's <laughs> these are facts. I mean, I felt. I mean, maybe it was because I was young in the '90s, but I felt like there was a little blip where things got better. But I also don't think I was in a position to really understand what was going on. My biggest crisis was Kurt Cobain dying. You know what I mean? So maybe <laughs> I don't actually. But my memory of it is it felt like everything was okay in Spice Girls. You know, but I don't know if. It- <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. I don't know where where were we? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, we're at Tamra finding out that You gotta get to Menses. Oh to, God. yeah. <laughs> Menses. A phrase I was not expecting to say this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we find out that Tamra's been scratched, which I mean, I guess the kid ran around with scratching people or scratching other kids and they all became monsters. But anyway, they're concerned that Tamara's going to change. So she goes into the bathroom to wash it out with soap per Lucy's instruction. And that'll keep it from bothering her, you know, uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. while Doug is doing his autopsy and he just pulls Dink's brain out. And the practical effect brain was actually super cool. Yeah, it was, How it was like kind of crumbling away because it was necrotizing. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but this is when Doug comes to the conclusion that after asking Tamara if she's had her menses yet, <laughs> that this virus is only really triggered in 
that murderous zombie child way in kids that have not hit puberty yet. Which is why Clint only had stomach flu problems and Tamara is not changing. Meanwhile, Calvin, turns out, is diabetic and is passing out because he needs his blood sugar is getting really low. So now we have multiple missions. We have to get out of the school and we have to get Calvin a candy bar because that kid is just slipping away. As they're trying to escape, they run into the school janitor, Hitachi, who lives in the basement, apparently. Yeah, I don't know about Hitachi. <laughs> Remember we were talking about yeah. problematic characters? Problematic like, characters. Yeah. That bus has just rolled in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and can I cut back for a second? Yeah. So so the weakest part of the story in this movie is the relationship between Lucy and Wade. Mm. And right before we get to the brain part, there's that scene where where Clint and Wade are talking, and and it's probably the most devastating line of the relationship that they have, is where where Wade says something to the effect of, "Um, how come she doesn't smile at me like she smiles like know. that?" You know, it, I was just like, "Oh man, I hate being that dude." Like that's <laughs> you're the other dude, you know, the dude that she settled for. Yeah, it was weird. It got real serious and deep for a second there. I was like, we we just beat a child to death. I thought we were laughing. <laughs> he just beat, well, that's why he was time. able to open up, right? It, it's perfect for his character, right? Because he's a he's a tough guy, former fullback or whatever he was, and and the the trauma of beating the kid to death is what let him open up. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, he he went through some shit. <laughs> he really did yeah. just go through some stuff. I didn't. I didn't expect that love triangle to result the way that it did, Same. and I think that was the moment that humanized Wade a little bit, so that it gave a path back for Lucy. Mm-hmm. Without that, you would have just been like, "What a dummy!" Right. Exactly. Although it doesn't really. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> this is a movie about evil chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 so there's that. And we also didn't talk about like every time they come up with any kind of plan. Patriot is in the background oh, fucking yeah. it up. Yeah. Just like going about his business, like ripping out the phone things and then, you know, he breaking all the cell phones. Like whatever they think of, he's already making it so it's not gonna work. This little shit. Yes. <laughs> and there were even times where it looked like he was listening and was actually comprehending their plans. And I don't know if that was intentional or if I was making things up or something, because these kids seem to be mindless zombie kids, but every once in a while you see Patriot just kind of crouch there listening to them talk. And it right. made me wonder, is he still comprehending what he's hearing and therefore using that information? I don't know. Is this but... another Day of the Dead callback? Is he the bub of cooties? <laughs> <laughs> is he though? Mm, think about it. The writers needed a way to to stop the plans, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to the sausage getting made. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so while in Hitachi's basement home, rude. They decide to send Clint where he rude. eats seaweed. Rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to send Clint through the ventil- ventilation system to try to get to the teachers' lounge so that he can get a chocolate bar for Calvin and Wade's keys. Mm-hmm. And Cal or Clint is not psyched. 
they just want to send him because he's the smallest person in the room. But I love his whole like I, I don't I don't do brave stuff. I get excited about Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the most real these characters give God. <laughs> they sent him anyway, and then Lucy kind of snaps. So she her whole character this whole time has been. You know, you know how I beat the terrorist was the positive attitude kind of a mentality of just, nope, just stay positive, just stay positive. And in this scene, she kind of just loses her shit and decides to go after Calvin, even though, you know, Wade doesn't want her to go. Lucy has the great speech there, too. Yeah. Right? Like, like, that's her great speech. Like, she is the one teacher who wants to be a teacher and cares about kids. Mm-hmm. The The rest of the movie is sort of sort of shitting on teachers. Right. Like, yeah. they're, you know, they're only there because of other reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And And this is the one person who actually wants to be a teacher and wants to be a good person. And she lets them know that. Like, yeah. I want to do one thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I did also really like there's a point where Wade is like, I don't remember where it happens in the movie, but he has a little bit of a moment where he's like, I'm raising your fucking kids. And I was like, yes, Wade, tell them yeah. what's up. When he's talking about how his brother-in-law makes five times he does making those phone mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. It's funny. I don't know if it's just the Rain Wilson of it at all, but he was like, hold on. We need a little gravitas to this movie. So give me my star moment. And I want to pull. I want to say that he pulls it off every time he does something like oh, that. Yeah. Like he's he a does. good actor. He is. There's that new movie where he's in a pit, and these kids are deciding whether or not to let him out. I have not watched that yet. Have you seen it? I, I looked at the trailer for it. Yeah. Is what I did when I started researching the movie a little more, uh-huh. and that looks pretty good. Looks good I mean, it looks right? cruel. Yes. And dark. Yes. You know. But you know, we're horror fans. We watch weird shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it can't all be light. Children being killed with fire extinguishers. Okay, Eddie. Like, sometimes That's we right. have to go dark. That's right. <laughs> Little baby murder no, in the really... in the minivan. Okay. <laughs> I did really like Lloyd's speech, especially since it ends with him being like, "I do want to actually do this. I want to be a teacher," and it just wasn't expected. I feel like for his character for the movie, and I, I really, really liked his speech. Agree. I also like Doug at that time. He's the character from 30 Rock. What's that guy? J- Jack yeah, Bray or yeah. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pacing back and forth. And Doug goes, he paces like that late at night. Yes! Too, on, <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> he's so creepy. <laughs> it's so good. Like they caught, they, they made that character so perfectly creepy. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love when they're sitting around talking about the things they never got to do. And that's when Nassim Pedrad or Rebecca is like, oh, I wanted to fire an Uzi. And Jack McBride's like, I wanted a bunny. <laughs> Wade, I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is And then Doug funny. says, Doug, Doug goes, I, I, wanted, I wanted to have sex with a prostitute <laughs> that was non-white. Never, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He's so fucking weird. He's so weird. Just the most weird guy in the world. <laughs> I wrote, actually wrote in my notes, I wrote, it's so creepy. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing is it is so creepy, but they make him awkward enough that it kind of it kind of makes him palatable in a way. Seeing right, him kind of like yeah, trying to join the conversation, just hovering around them all the time. So that when he says this really creepy shit, it doesn't come across as, I mean, it comes across as creepy, but it's not as creepy. It's, it, it makes the joke work. Exactly. It makes the joke work. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, and his whole thing when he keeps talking about brains and stuff, and they're like, how do you know all this? And he goes, oh, I had to learn a lot about the brain when I had a metal spike stuck in my... Yeah, a six-inch metal spike in my head. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> Which is a thing that happens to people when they get those frontal lobe injuries, and then their personalities go all crazy. Uh, eh, eh, and they eh. can't associate with other people anymore. Yes. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of Act 2 right there, Sausage Making. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eddie, we're checking in. How are you feeling about this so far? Well, like I said, I love this movie. I think this movie's awesome. We're we're at the good part. We're about to name a trope and move on, and and we're going to move into Act 3 where we solve the problems. Yes, (laughs) correct. (laughs) The the inciting incident has occurred. We now have built the tension, and we are now in the denouement. That's right. And it's and it's so true. You know, I've spent a lot of time reading screenwriting books. Oh, really? Because I love how movies are made. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely love how movies are made. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've read a ton of screenwriting books. And I don't write because I'm a shitty writer. But that doesn't matter. What matters is I know what's going on when I watch a movie. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and that whole little thing where, where um, we, we skipped over that um, Clint and Lucy have their kissy moment. Oh, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And that happens right before everybody does their little, like, I always wanted to, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so, and that was sort of the quiet moment before we have to get into, like, what's going to, how we're going to close this baby out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where we also get Clint's confession that he's not in New York being a big time writer. He's in New York being a teacher. And that he knew. Boy, did they hold on to that for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and how he somehow he knew Lucy taught at the school, and that's why he volunteered to be the substitute. And we find out who the real creep in the room is. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, so trivia question: Do you know the name of his book? Ooh. Oh my gosh, she says it once. Wait, she likes, it, but I can't remember now. Oh shit! It was Keel. He wants something? to fuck the boat. <laughs> it was Keel something, but I can't remember what. What was it? Keel them all. Keel them all. Oh! I was Close. I was close. Do I get a half point? You were right there. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. So Lucy and Wade have. I did. I also liked this where Lucy's talking to Wade over the walkie-talkie, and Wade wants to talk about his feelings, and he's like, "Is Clint there?" And she kind of looks at him. And he's like, "No, it's just me." And then <laughs> when we and it cuts to Wade talking about and confessing his feeling, and you know all these new emotions he's having, and when we cut back to. Clint and Lucy, it's Clint holding the walkie-talkie. And he's just like, wait, hang on. Oh, God damn it. Do you think I'm handsome? (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of our planning scene. So Clint comes up after something Lucy said about, oh, yeah, there's probably Adderall and all of these these bags and all this. They decide to drug the kids that are outside of the room, and it works. I also really liked Wade's, like, you know, in every 80s movie, there's that suiting up scene. Well, it's going to have to happen now while we get the suiting up scene of everybody. (laughs) And and that's what makes it work, right? So because because it's a trope we see all the time, by naming it, it allows them to do it. Yeah, 100%. And it works. (laughs) Right, and it works. Suiting up montage gets me every time. Yeah. I do love it. Exactly. Yeah. So their plan is is that they're going to fight their way out of the school catch up with Lucy and Clint, and then they're going to make it to Wade's truck and get out of there. It was fun watching them fight their way out of the school until they get outside, and it's just a whole massive herd of evil children. And they're just kind of like, well, here we go. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, we lost Hitachi at this point, who just stayed behind inexplicably. Right. And did ninja stuff, to which I thought stuff. was not really cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Not the best. No. So uh, they fight their way across the schoolyard. Wade seemingly sacrifices himself so that Clint can get Lucy out of there. And they take off in the truck. Unsurprisingly, Patriot is clinging to the roof. So, you know, tries to attack Clint through the window. But it results in just that awesome effect when Clint slams on the brakes and Patriot goes flying. And then when he gets back up again and half his jaw is ripped off and his face is just gaping open. Great that effect. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. It reminded me a little bit of, did you see the, the, the James Gunn horror movie Superman? I can't think of what it's called. Mm-mm. No? Did you see it? Not sure. Eddie? James Gunn did a, a horror movie that was basically if Superman was a villain. And it's like oh. a little kid. When he hits puberty, he turns into Superman. Um, Bright Burn. Yes. Had... My favorite game is name that movie. Favorite game you, is... you tell me about You tell me the plot of the movie, oh. and I'll tell you what movie it did is. Did you ever go on that Reddit thread, <laughs> tip of my tongue? Yes, I do. And are you <laughs> and one I of the people that can actually solve it? Oh, totally. Oh, I can totally do that. That's one of my favorite games is like name that movie. See, this <laughs> is why we need talent. to be best friends because I can never remember the names of things, but I can totally describe the plot. I need you to be my the other half of my brain. I, I can't name people like people's names don't stay in my head. Like I in my notes of, for this movie, I wrote Frodo every time it was alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's the there's that car crash scene where the guy's jaw gets dislocated. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Ooh. I do. Ooh, yeah. So good. And this reminded me of that. I was like, yes. That's another really dark movie. Oh yeah. That one is that one's messed up. But I liked it a lot. What was it called again? Brightburn. We should definitely cover okay. it. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's I I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but I really liked it. It sounds like something it's, I'd be into. Yeah, Super the reviews fucked. weren't great, but I thought I thought like if you're gonna do a dark hero movie do it like that you do it really dark yeah you don't you don't pull punches right and he doesn't pull punches no it is is, gruesome you know yeah it gives character to the movie yeah i mean it was the boys before the boys you know what i mean i mean obviously that card exactly the the comic existed but where it explored this idea we'd been watching you know a decade of marvel movies where people just punch and punch and punch and everybody's fine it's like no 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 (laughs) the soft tissue damage that would occur (laughs) is uh extensive my friends Marge, you're gonna love it. Yeah, and you have to say that in the in the of the two universes, Marvel is is clean, mm-hmm. and and DC tends to like Grim know dark. people are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Like when you see the battles in Superman, and they're running, they're just pounding each other through a whole buildings. You know, people get squashed there. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, where Marvel they tend to be like every now and again a hero like catches somebody and saves them. Yeah. So there's a big difference there. Like there's there's a different attitude there, but unfortunately they just haven't hit enough in DC. Like, yeah, I think it comes back to their they, instead of starting with one character and building a universe, they're like, let's do the universe first. Mm, it doesn't really work like that. You can't compress it because yeah, I am have a little buzz, so I have a lot of theories right now. So we should probably <laughs> just move on. <laughs> yeah, we should get through get through the synopsis. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the group ends up in the nearby town of Danville, where Wade's truck runs out of gas. And I did actually fucking really hate like, Danville. Yeah, 
I loved Rebecca the whole time being like, this would be sadder if it wasn't fucking Danville. <laughs> See, in the Bay Area, there is also a Danville, and it's full of rich assholes. So I also was feeling very validated by the anti-Danville propaganda that was occurring in this film. <laughs> and Danville's welcome to Danville sign was at least it's not Fort Chicken. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but this town is just decimated because this virus has made it out into other other cities other towns the group gets out of the truck and they're seeing news is playing on tvs in the shop window and they find out that it's actually a pandemic and it's spread it's so much further than they thought it was going to uh-huh everybody hits nu- everybody eats nuggets yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. the surge of nuggies they'll get you every time Aww. villainizing chicken nuggets <sighs> Anyway, so while they're watching all these TVs, several children start climbing on top of the truck behind them and just kind of crouch and wait in a really, really predatory way, which was creepy and cool, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And they get chased by these children into a building where there was a birthday party happening where they were serving chicken nuggets. And bodies, bodies everywhere, and they end up in a bounce house kind of thing. This was super creepy because of lighting and all the kids screaming and behind, you know, these... The netting and everything. I th- it was so cool, but it was super, super creepy, and I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then we get what I didn't think was going to happen until right before it happened, but somebody's fighting their way in, and it's Wade and Hitachi, who have <laughs> somehow made it. It's somebody so order glad. a badass! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm actually really glad. I was I was disappointed when they both supposedly died. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, those were... I mean, Hitachi less of a developed character, but I was like, Wade was a, was a good character. I liked that character. So even though it was a little bit, you know, maybe undoes whatever drama was supposed to be there when Wade sacrifices himself, I am glad that he came back. Me too. So the group has to fight their way out of this, you know, whatever, kid zone-esque playroom, and Wade is spraying everything down with a water gun, and... <laughs> Again, in a moment that's supposed to be really overdramatic, but somehow it's just really, it worked because it was Wade. They're getting into Hurley's van and Clint's like, what are you doing? Water's not going to stop them. And Wade goes, it's not water. I know! (laughs) (laughs) He gets his total hero moment where he lights the match. And and he's dressed like um, Sylvester Stallone and Cobra with the dark glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Sets the room on fire. I really like seeing the flames reflecting in his sunglasses. And As we joke about a room full of children being right? burned to death. <laughs> a child that runs out them after them ablaze. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And then they escape in Hurley's van. And the movie closes on them deciding they're going to go someplace that kids don't want to go. And then that's that's the movie. Well, there is an oh, after credit that, scene, except for the post credit yeah. scene. Well, there's a there's a line on the when when he's trying to get Clint to leave, and he says, "Nugget, out of here." Oh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch that. That's good. Post credit scene is we get Hitachi at the school sitting in a chair eating a little snack, and he finishes telling his story about what was it, the frog and the caterpillar in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a romantic story it is it is problematic <laughs> all right you guys what did you think of cooties at you first 
Okay, so so I love the movie itself. I think there's some problematic things in it. For me, you know, the idea that Mr. Peterson, who was the big black teacher who gets eaten first, dies at the first person to get killed. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Is problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the entire Hitachi character Oof. is problematic. Yeah, yeah that's rough. <laughs> and and the, the play between the right-wing teacher and, you know, the gay teacher... Too on the nose and mm-hmm. probably not the best use of characters. But they were what they were trying to do was, you know, they were setting up opposing characters to sort of give to play comedy off yeah. of, right? And where this is a comedy, it gets away with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally if get away funny, with. It's right? funny, you can get away with just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, if there's if if the comedy, if the writer is self aware mm-hmm. and doing it because they know what they're doing, right. It works, and, if you're and it sort of right worked direction. in this film. Yeah, yeah. But if if you if your right is a little worse, and he's trying to do this, hmm. you're just going to have offended people everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I thought there were those three things sort of bothered me in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was a great like they did such a great job at mixing in like it was a bunch as a comedy. It was a bunch of visual bits, right? Yes. Where they're 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 just showing you visual bits like the kids playing with body parts, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, like there was some good stuff in there, right? Yeah. And they also did that with the dialogue, mm-hmm. right? But so, so they always had these funny little dialogue bits, and they were broken up into little sections, almost like a comedy routine. But you know, we saw from the synopsis that Mars just did that the line of how teachers. Oh, well, that's the another one that's problematic, right? That that the majority of the teachers didn't want to be teachers. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry, I know teachers, and That's, teachers want to be teachers. You don't go into that field yeah. to get on, you know, to be underpaid, right? Right. <laughs> you know, unless you love teaching, right? So. That's a little problematic, but it's comedy. Again, they get away with a little more than you normally would. So I thought overall, I love the movie. I think it's a, it's a really good movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Like you, you, the whole movie, you can laugh at different things, mm-hmm. and I really loved it. And and structurally, it's it it, it is. Um, I, w- I was trying to think of like what movie it's like, and 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 the one I came with it, in structure, it is a comedy version of Demons. Mm. Bunch of people get trapped in a location. Mm-hmm. They have to fight their way out, and when they get out, they realize the whole world is is gone too. Yeah. And that's it's basically what this story is. It's it's demons except in a comedy formed in a different setting, right? Right. And I love that. And and you know, and it's true too for like Demons Two is Wreck. Uh-huh. Like if you've ever seen Demons Two, it's the same structure as Wreck, except Wreck did it with found footage in an apartment building, and Demons did it in an apartment building where the demon came out of a TV for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> So so I loved it. And and it had an alternate ending to it that I, I, I have the Blu-ray of. Okay. So in the alternate ending, I, I, I was listening to the directors talk about it while they were doing the alternate ending. Okay. And so they what happened with this movie is it ran out of money at the end. Oh. They had some backers. They were going to do this really big ending, like something that we didn't get to see in either version of the movie. Okay. And when it played at Sundance, they had to had they, – they just had to – finished the movie they had to get it to sundance they were on a timeline they didn't have any money the backers had just backed out and they did the scene where where all the doug is dead i'm not doug um wade is dead he actually died when he went down in the playground okay and but um rick is still there so jorge's around with them 
and they're just walking through a park, and they come across a uh, a Boy Scout camp, and they're like, why is the Boy Scout camp empty? Boy Scouts don't leave their camps empty in the middle of the night. And then you look up, and they find a camp counselor hung in a tree. And then behind them is sort of like that scene at the TVs where they're in Danville, and they're looking at the TVs, and the kids are all behind Mm -hmm. them, and the kids are all laughing behind them. And then it ends with, like, three scenes of nuggets being delivered to different parts of the country. Oh. So that you see that it's widespread, right? Because I guess they didn't play it. They didn't um sell it as much in the movie the first time through gotcha. that the, the nuggets were contaminated and and that's basically what the ending was and then it went to sundance and it got such a good reception they got a bunch of money so they were able to do the end where they burn all the kids to death in a room <laughs> <laughs> i mean you get money you burn the kids thank, like everything thank that old chestnut okay <laughs> so i loved it I, I think it's a great movie yep definitely how about you marzi I also really loved it. It was so much fun to watch. You know, admittedly, agree with the problematic points. Mm -hmm. But overall, I really liked watching it. And I thought, I really appreciated the pacing of it. Because sometimes when you get movies like this, they put so much time before the chicken nugget, basically. And you're like, I know we're going to get to the chicken nugget. Can we just get to the chicken nugget? And this movie started with the chicken nugget. And then uh, I think the way we paced through alternating between running from kids and barricaded in rooms and enacting a plan and everything. I just, I really liked the pacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Rachel? super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like this movie quite a bit. I, I, like I said, this is actually a second watch for me and I feel like I, I enjoyed it more this time I, because it, it is a little bit of an oddball film, you know? And so if you don't know what you're getting into with it, it it's, it can be a little rattling, but because I kind of, remembered but i honestly was kind of blending it with little monsters which is the lupita nyong'o teachers versus zombies movie and i feel like this one is the superior of the two because it's so much meaner and i had forgotten how mean and nasty it was and and to me that's a much more gutsier choice and so i really appreciated it i Mm -hmm. liked that this movie did not pull punches with the killing of children and babies. (laughs) I also agree about the pace. This movie, it kept up the pace of the gore and the horror throughout. And it also kept up the pace of the jokes. It was all throughout the movies. A lot of times you have horror comedies where the, you know, the movie is front loaded with all the jokes and then it turns into sort of action horror and, and it, it kind of loses that. Whereas this Throughout the entire runtime, until the very climactic scene, it's all pretty joke, 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 joke. Do they all land? Not all of them. We've talked about some of the problematic aspects of this. But there are some great sort of one-liners. We didn't talk about the the vice principal at the beginning, but he was hilarious. He was hilarious. He was. Oh, my God. When he does finger guns and he's like, you know. He oh, shouldn't do that in yes. school, but you know, let's not make gun jokes in school. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like the jokes per minute were pretty high in this, and I appreciated the pace of that, as well as, like you said, it does not faff around at the beginning. It's just beheading chickens with zombie children. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I appreciate that as well. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. The one thing I will say, I felt like Nassim Patrad was very much wasted. She's so funny. I love her so much. I love, I'm an SNL apologist and I loved her on SNL. Mm-hmm. And I think she's fine in this, but she could have, I feel like they could have taken her character even further and yeah. she would have been hilarious. Yeah, that dynamic, but it was just a bad dynamic that they were trying to come up with two opposite characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
It could have been better. Yeah, and the same thing is true with Jack McBrayer. He was so funny as Kenneth the Page. I almost wish they had gone a little further with it. I don't know. I don't know. But these are small little nitpicks because I'm coming at this from a yeah. critical place. But overall... And he kills it in um, Drunk History, too. He does a lot. He's, he's done some Drunk History. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was really funny in that. Oh, my yeah. God. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, and like I said, these are nits that I'm picking. But overall, I feel like this one is under the radar and deserves a, a, a second look. Like if me, you watched it and you thought like, okay, I think you need to circle on back. Because this is actually a pretty fun under the radar hidden gem. Because I also looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. I'm now, I'm not a firm believer in Rotten Tomatoes, but I feel like it's a good bellwether. Or it's also kind of a good temperature of critics in general. I don't always agree with it. But if you look at Little Monsters, it's in the high 80s, and this is in the 40s, and I'm like, wrong again, Bob. How so? I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> no, incorrect. Try again. Yeah, and it was also just an interesting watch during the pandemic. But overall, this is an excellent choice, Eddie. Not only was it a fun movie to watch, but it was a really fun movie to talk about. And that is not always the case. You can get one or the other sometimes, but this one was a, a, little, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, so well-selected. Yes. Oh, good. And, you know, that's what happens when you pick something with a really great cast. Yes. Like, this is a great cast. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I talked about behind the scenes, all of the the, ped- the horror pedigree behind the scenes. But yeah, in front of the camera, I mean, these are comedy heavy hitters across the board, which is crazy that Lee Wanell kind of steals the show. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> How are you funnier than all of these people? <laughs> I don't understand. But I guess he wrote it, so he gave himself all the best lines. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's <how you> do <laughs> it. He probably just fit into his own personality. Like, he's like that all oh the time. Oh, my God, can you imagine? <laughs> hey, can I hug your face? Can I, can I just hug your face? <laughs> all right. So, now the question is, for both of you, if you were to watch this movie again, what adult beverage would you would you pair with it? Let's start with you, Mars. So mine's not a particular alcohol. It's a, your choice of whatever and soda, vodka soda, whiskey soda. But it has to be in one of those travel mugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Something you can get away with in the teacher's lounge. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, Eddie. How about you? What would you well, like go for it? Okay. Yeah. So so where where these are teachers and the one trope that was missing from the story was the teacher who puts whiskey in his coffee. Yes. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'd be putting whiskey in my coffee while watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that scene where he's just walking across the quad at the beginning and you just see all these little assholes and then also their helicopter moms. It, it yeah. definitely made me want to drink. <laughs> the little kid in the helmet. Oh, should I take it off? <laughs> and the, no. the mom who's, the kid's swearing at her and she just swears back at her. <laughs> was that Patriot? I feel like that was Patriot. Yeah, that was, it was yeah, Patriot. Oh, shit. <sighs> all right. Any other thoughts about this movie before we wrap up our review? I just thought no. it was so much fun to watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Just even just for its own quality of just experience it was a good pick i'm really glad yeah i'm glad you killed it eddie you killed it yeah <laughs> you set the bar real high yeah that's right because you are setting the bar so folks i'm just saying well like i said you know these people better come to play <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna pay some patreon money you're gonna you're gonna try to get some inside information on the girls you're gonna have to come up big and play the game 
<laughs> All right. So, listener feedback. We don't have any letters this week, but if you... That's because I'm here. And I, <laughs> I feel like we have one other listener. <laughs> what, whatever happened to Nudie? That's what I want to uh, know. Was, what happened to Nudie? Summer Stan. Yeah, I think what a shame. he was here. He was here to hear Summer talk about her boobs. So, but I mean, I'm not mad at him. She had great boobs, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I think my brand of podcasting was not his forte, which is a shame because I like nudie, but you know, to each their own, I guess. Okay. So, but if you want to drop us a line, you can at Rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can also head over to a Facebook, check out our Facebook page. Although maybe we should all just quit Facebook America. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Down with Facebook, up with something else. <laughs> join me join me it sounds so good on the other side i want it so bad how do i do it i don't know okay and if you're enjoying the show leave us a review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast provider that you are using and if you like eddie love our show and you want to come on or you just want to hear bonus content because we got lots of bonus content and lots of bonus content planned you can join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash zombie girls Oh, and if you're looking for something to watch tonight, head over to our website and check out our video on demand and streaming calendar where we keep track of all the various streaming platforms. I mean, every week there's a new one of horror and horror decent things that are going to be coming out that you can check out on VOD or streaming. And that just leaves you, Eddie. Now, I know you said that you are not doing the blog anymore, but is there any way that they can see your content or follow you or anything like that you want to plug? 100%. Yes. Um, so you can always go to SourceBoard dot blogspot.com and read my old reviews there and um if you are not totally turned off by my writing there you can um check me out now i'm doing letterbox and i'm hovey 1127 at Le on letterbox that's h-o-v-e-y 1127 and if you play pokemon go <laughs> yeah they they're about to expand the number of friends i can have to 400 so you can you can friend me by sending me a request at 6141-8313-8957, and I will make you my friend and send you gifts. Ooh. Are you the most popular person on Pokemon Go? That's what I want to know. I am not. I started a year after it started, and there are people way far ahead of me. Really? And there's people that are more committed than I am. Wow. Oh, wow, wow. They must have some disposable yeah. income. <laughs> uh, you have to if you're going to play Pokemon Go. I'm just really? saying. Really? <laughs> Man, that's how they get you. See, this is why you are able to quit Facebook, because you have a different online obsession. You're, you, filled exactly. that, you filled that hole. <laughs> awesome. Well, yes, definitely check out Eddie's blog and his letterbox. I know I will be looking. Clearly, the man has great taste in movies, as evidenced by today's show. So you want to hear these opinions. So definitely check those out. All right. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Unless, of course, you are a patron, because we will be doing a an extended episode with our good friend, Eddie. We have a fun little game that we made just for him in his honor. So we're going to play that. And then Eddie gets to ask us anything. So that should be interesting because <laughs> I have not put boundaries on what he can ask. So let's find out what he wants to know about us. So for the next episode, we are going to be watching a little movie called The Endless. Now, Mars, have you seen this before? I have not. No. Okay, excellent. Do you know anything about it? No. Even better. Eddie, how about you? Have you seen The Endless? I have, and I've saw the one that came <laughs> before, too. I forget the name. 
I forget the name, so okay, you don't have to okay. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you enjoy The Endless? Uh, yes, I did. I, I think those guys are making very interesting right. movies with time-shifting fun. Oh, it's so good. Did you see their latest yeah. one, Synchronic? It's on my okay. list. I haven't gotten to it yet. I will tell you it is connected. That's all I'm going to say. They are building a, uh, a world. They are indeed. They are indeed. All right. So for those of you at home who are playing along with us, here's the synopsis from IMDb. As kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now, two brothers, one of them who has a very handsome beard, but that's besides the point, seeks answer about an old videotape uh, when an old videotape surfaces to bring them back to where they all began. Woo, spooky, spooky. So check that out. It is available on, I believe, on, on Hulu. So check that out there and don't read anything about it. Go in nice and cold. That's the best way to experience this film. All right. So with that... Eddie, you want to take us out? Well, you've been listening to Stream Queens with Rachel and Mars, and you can come back next week on this podcast format of Zombie Girls and listen to the next one. She's cute. You have such a pleasant radio voice, I, I just have to say. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening, and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links.